Welcome to the Totally Not Unhealthy Podcast, episode 13. This is one solo episode, first and foremost. Going to talk about health and fitness, um, the world that we live in, how some of it is an entire crock of shit, um, kind of the practices that I've made a staple in my life and that I preach to my clients because there are things that do make a difference in terms of your quality of life and things that aren't often talked about so yeah i'll just get right into it Uh, i did want to give a disclaimer first and foremost uh, i'm not some accredited professional i'm some weirdo that dove into health and fitness phase first 10 years ago Um, i'll share a little bit of my story into kind of different paths that you know resulted in me gaining you know, knowledge and wisdom over different aspects of the body, the gut biome, your endocrine system, you know, how the stress can influence so, so, so much, um, kind of everything that plays into it. So, yeah, to take it away, I want to address something first and foremost. Uh, I put out a question on Instagram prior to this episode, basically saying, hey, If you've got any questions, you know, fire them away and we'll get into it. And I had a few people get back to me and they were like, what the fuck, dude? Are you smoking a cigarette right now as you talk about health and cigarette? (laughs) Health and fitness, not health and cigarettes. (laughs) Um, And I was like, yep, I sure am. Uh, And I wanted to speak to that um, because, yeah, you, you know, would you, would you hire the 400 pound um, personal trainer at the gym? Probably not. Um, but it comes back to this. Uh, everyone lives a very individual and unique experience. Is a cigarette beneficial to my lifestyle or what I'm trying to do in any capacity? No, not at all. I, I understand the implications of, you know, the toxins that are in it and how it is not good for me. Uh, I also understand that, you know, it provides me with quick little head rush, a release of certain chemicals that make me feel a certain type of way. I step outside, I do a little deep breathing while I have that smoke. Health conducive? No, not at all. But once upon a time, and this woman, she she put it very eloquently. Um, she had credentials, and don't quote me, my memory's not that sharp. I can't even you know reference who she is. But the takeaway message being this: she spoke to the fact that. You know, if you're a human being and you have some sort of trauma or something that's bugging you and you're stressed out about it, if you're so stressed out about it that your body's just overloaded with cortisol and you're drowning in stress and inflammation, that can be more costly to your health than, you know, if you were tackling that with alcohol. You know, you can have someone that's an alcoholic dealing with something. You know, and and rather than sit there because they don't know how to face it, they don't know how to deal with it, rather than sit in that energy, they drink it away with alcohol and numb it away. And yeah, sure, alcohol is not real fantastic for your health either. But the impact that stress can have on your body alone can actually be worse than, for example, someone leading to alcoholism. So back to my original point. Yeah, I'm aware cigarettes are not awesome. Um, it's been an on or off thing for me in my life, um, you know, for a long time. I 
never smoked a lot, hardly at all, I already quit again. It's, it's just something that, you know, I pick up once in a while when I'm really stressed out. Um, so coming full circle with it, and the main point that I wanted to make is this. You know, you need to manage and take care of stress above everything else. Like, if you're eating healthy, you're drinking your water, and you're sleeping, and you're exercising, sure, that's, you know, all part of a really healthy and good foundation. But if you have a really negative or stressed out internal monologue, perspective on, you know, yourself or the world around you, and you were drowning in stress all of the time, that is going to eat you up from the inside out. Um, and one of the bigger things that, you know, was never really talked about too much is um, breath work. First and foremost, that's um, the number one tool that I brought into my life and that I tell my clients in terms of, you know, releasing tension from their body and managing stress is, you know, controlling your breath. Um, I'll just leave it with, if you have no idea what breath work is, at the very the core of it, it, it's slowing down your breathing, regulating it. And if you want to look into it more, uh, you can look at box breathing. That's a, a very quick way to, you know, basically bring your body back into a parasympathetic state. Your body is either in one of two states, parasympathetic, meaning, you know, rest, recovery, cool, calm, collected, or it's in a sympathetic state, which is your flight or fight. Your body, you know, you think a fucking cheetah is going to jump out of a tree and eat you. That's what it's primed for. It's what it's meant to do. It's keep you on high alert and your body's not, you know, you're not open to learning. You're not open to rest or recovery. You're, you're just, you're fucking stressed out. You're ready to go. So forcing your body back into parasympathetic state where you can be cool, calm, collected, rest, actually think. Uh, it's a very important and powerful thing. So... If you can work at doing that throughout your daily life, you know, then all your health and fitness goals, you know, it, they, they come much easier. Uh, half the battle is right there. Um, you know, just a, another example in that, for example, oh, double example there, bear with me. We are up late on uh, pre-Christmas week here. <laughs> Anyways. Um, there was a man, he, you know, at the end of the day, everyone says it's calorie in versus calories out, you know, thermodynamics work a certain way, uh, you know, it's science, and if you don't eat as much as you're consuming, you're going to lose fat. Um, well, this individual actually tracked all of his calories, uh, he was doing all of the things, and he would not lose fat. He was like an outlier, an anomaly, and it just it wasn't happening despite being in a caloric deficit. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, you're defying science. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until, you know, this individual, he tried everything, and they were, had him in a caloric deficit. He did all of the things. Nothing was working. Uh, when he started working on himself internally, uh, how he perceived the world, um, you know, what we were just talking about, stress relief and unwinding, that's when, you know, his body started making changes. So it's kind of the end all be all. You know, if you are stressed out, if your thoughts have you anxious, overwhelmed, they are fucking with you, that's what needs to be addressed first and foremost. And then, you know, work at all the other stuff. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, but that's a huge, huge component in your success and in, you know, the the quality of your life overall. So after that, you know, your, um, 
your pillars and your foundation that's so so important there's a lot of people out there spinning these fad diets and this fancy shit it's like wow cool you can do this in x amount of time and have the body of your dreams or be so strong and i can tell you right now that that's bullshit you can definitely check all the boxes do all the right things and optimize for sure expedite the process but nothing will ever come quick and if anyone is telling you otherwise um they're full of shit sorry to burst your bubble (laughs) the end of the day it comes down to you know like pillars or foundation in the process and that's going to be drinking a sufficient amount of water every day eating whole foods real foods not this processed shit that's just you made up of additives and garbage Uh, getting adequate amount of sleep and then making sure you're getting sufficient movement or exercise throughout the day. Resistance training is fantastic, but it isn't necessary by any means. So, you know, if anyone's ever looking to change their life or progress or feel better, I, that is the end-all be-all. I tell them, do all of that. Just do all of that. And you will change so quickly, it'll shock you. You don't need to have any crazy, wild, fancy supplements or fat burners, all that shit. It's it's simply, you know, abiding by, you know, those pillars, taking care of yourself. And yes, there's a, a relevance and a use case for tracking your calories to make sure you're not reading if you're trying to lose fat or eating enough if you're trying to gain muscle. Um, that much, you know, is science for the most part, assuming your cortisol levels aren't shot through the fucking roof and inhibiting you a little bit. (laughs) I want to go back a little bit because, you know, when I did that Instagram post and asked for some questions, I did get uh, one. Basically, it was a really good question. She wanted to know how I got into all of this, you know, whether, you know, it just happened, I had some big kind of turning point moment, uh, and to answer that question, I was 17 years old, just kind of getting skinny fat, you know, I was a stoner that liked to go skateboarding and snowboarding, and if I wasn't doing that, I was sitting on my ass playing video games endlessly, and that was my escape from the world, and yeah, you know, I didn't really have any kind of semblance of a diet, you know, f- mom was working late, brought home fast food, great, I'd scarf that shit down, and that was that, which, you know, led to me being skinny fat, you know, pretty weak for being a tall individual, um, and so I finally just said fuck it, and I started working out, and decided that, you know, who I was internally as an individual Um, what I know I'm capable of, who I am, I wanted to externalize that and yeah, just take action and do something. So that started everything. Um, and it's been a 10 year process now and it's absolutely definitely changed my life and it grounds me every day, uh, keeps me focused and here and on track. Uh, in the beginning, the huge benefits right away, um, it helped me sleep. I'd struggle to sleep at night. I like staying up late. I'd struggle to fall asleep unless I was absolutely exhausted. So it was an amazing tool in that capacity. And then, you know, as I got into it and I put in the work and was disciplined, you know, started seeing the results that it's very addicting, intoxicating. And that's what propelled me even further. 
Um, and I also had like, you know, I have very high expectations for myself. I think many of us do. Um, and I wanted to fulfill my potential, see what I was capable of doing, uh, which I think, you know, everyone deserves to do for yourself. Absolutely. And no, it doesn't necessarily have to be health and fitness, but whatever you're passionate about, you should definitely pursue that and see where it takes you. Um, but at a baseline, being healthy and strong and be able to make your way through life, that's definitely going to accentuate anything you ever decide to do. So, uh, yeah, that was my baseline and I wanted to see what I could do. Um, I think it was in my third or fourth year of lifting. That's when I realized the industry was bullshit. Like you have so many fake naturals, people that are using performance enhancing drugs, steroids, uh, I can tell you right now, 99% of the people that are making money off of fitness in their bodies, they either have or are currently using performance-enhancing drugs. There's no way around that. Um, outliers do exist. They are real. I've met some. I know some. Um, but the majority of them are not outliers. Uh, I would like to speak to that, though, because, yes, fake naturals are fucking terrible, and they're heinous, and they're awful, because... You know, it'd be kind of just nice to see, well, if you're like me, for example, you have such, such high expectations for yourself that when you get into it and you bust your ass and you, you work so fucking hard and you don't miss, like I track calories, I did all the workouts, I was consistent, I didn't miss fucking anything for years. Um, and then when you, you don't see the progress that, you know, these alleged naturals are making, you like, is there something wrong with me? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, do I just have the shittiest genetics in the world? Um, and no, that's not the case. You're just comparing yourself against people that are using Photoshop and perfect lighting and great pictures with, you know, also having steroids in the mix. And it, it makes a huge difference if you're looking at shit on social media. Um, but as well, I think the whole natural or nothing is fucking useless for the most part. Like, yes, I think it's trash that, you know, you have people using these drugs saying they're natural and selling you something that's atrocious. But at the same time, I think it's almost limiting that there's this fixation over who's natural, who's not, like, who fucking cares? Because you're not somebody else, and, you know, we're completely unique individuals uh, with very different genetics, very different situations, like, and when you include this whole natural or not bullshit into the argument... Um, it can be very limiting. Like, if you're going, oh, well, I'm not on steroids, so I'm not going to be able to do that. Like, what the fucking fuck is that? Like, you go work out with someone even, especially someone that's newer to the gym. You know, I used to do this trick when I would spot someone on bench press. Um, certain certain movements, anyways. Uh, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd do it on bench, usually with dumbbells. If you squeeze their wrists when they're struggling on a rep, you squeeze their wrists... But you don't help them. You just squeeze the wrist because then they feel like you're helping them. The fucking weight just flies up. That shit flies up. So the mental aspect of, you know, your progress, what you're capable of. Oh, my God. That's huge. That's huge. And, you know, if you have this mentality where, you know, you're not going to be able to do this or it's not realistic because you're not on steroids, that's trash. You're limiting yourself and, you know, it's horrible. So... The takeaway and why I brought this up and why it's relevant is, you know, if you're going to pursue improving your quality of life, you need to cut out 
comparing yourself to other people like that's fucking useless it has no place like what is the saying um, comparison is the killer of all joy and it, it truly is it serves no purpose if you want to compare anything you know compare what you did today against what you did yesterday did you make some sort of improvement and it doesn't have to be you know out of this world or some gigantic fucking leap but so long as you're making you know one percent just like a step further just a littlest bit of progress every day fuck over a decade over a lifetime that that difference will be astronomical and you'll be in places you could have never fathomed so yeah <laughs> i think it's important to you know if you're, if you're someone that struggles with comparing yourself against other people or you know kind of getting upset or frustrated or overwhelmed by what you're seeing on social media cut that shit out of your life man it, it doesn't serve any purpose just don't look at it do you focus on you um, I can tell you firsthand anytime I've ever been at my best in my fitness journey and my mental health it's when I was focusing on eating good food to nourish my body so I felt good doing so so I could perform in the gym and that was it. I didn't care about anything else. I cared about how I felt, and I cared about how strong I was in the gym. When I did that, my body looked the best it ever had been. Mentally, I was doing fantastic. Uh, and it's always when I started fi fixating on the external, on you know how I looked, um, shit like that, where you know it started to fall apart a little bit. And I got in my head, um, you know, and you kind of, it can be a a detrimental cycle that you fall into and it's definitely something that you know you have to snap yourself out of sooner than later and get you know pick yourself up reset back to the present moment you know build off of that you know being better than the day before and that's really all you can do um, I did want to also kind of steer this in another direction as well there's um, something that's not talked about all too much as well which is just all the shit in all of our like our water fuck if you're drink, drinking tap water i feel for you you should cut that shit way out um and i'm not going to get into a ton of details on you know, oh drink this kind of water and blah blah, blah. like i just at a very high level we'll get into this like you know we have so many pollutants pesticides and all this shit in so much of our food that you know these things accumulate and they you know they add up in the body to the point where they end up actually hindering you and causing problems and so on and so forth um, to the point where you can very quickly look back at you know testosterone levels in men um, our endocrine system has been getting fucked because of all the xenoestrogens in the bullshit in all of our food uh, water and everything else just all of the pollutants you know even shit like fucking fabric softeners for example or toxic fucking candles that you know giving off fumes that killing your body literally um, so being mindful about you know the, 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 where you're getting your food from, the kind of food that you're eating, the kind of water you're drinking, uh, you know the stuff that you're putting on your skin, or your you know like burning in your house and breathing. Uh, I mean, I'll give you a story really quick about you know those nice smelling fucking Bath and Body, all that shit. Um, my dad used to see a woman. She she loved her nice smelling house and at first i was like oh, wow this is super fucking cool it smells great in here um and we had a really nice stained finished very well done wood table 
And she put those little, like it was like a flavored, a flavored scented liquid. You pluck it into your outlet and then it just like slowly vaporize it into the air and cool, awesome. Your house smells amazing. Well, one of those spilled, got knocked over, broken, some shit like that on this and thick, sturdy table. And it didn't sit there for long. A day or two, I, who the fuck knows? Not very long. Anyways, when you looked at the table, some of that liquid shit leaked onto it and it ate like a, a quarter inch into the table. And we're actively putting that into the air and breathing it like holy fucking shit now i know you're probably laughing at me because you know i'm once in a while in my life outside willingly having cigarettes uh, the point i'm making though uh, we're ingesting and consuming and absorbing chemicals and shit all of the time uh, being mindful about you know what is being absorbed very very powerful in terms of improving that quality of life and how you feel uh, you know even going one step further and mentioning that you know what you absorb also applies to you know the information you seek you know if you're looking at the news every day and all they talk about uh, you know is covid or you know all these people dying or murders um, it's not healthy to consume like it's going to put a very negative glow on everything for you um, I shouldn't have said glow I should have said gloom because <laughs> it's definitely not a fucking good thing I mean there was even a, like a study way back where I think they if, if they put suicides into a paper they were noticing upticks and like trends wherein more people were killing themselves and it's, it's like what you focus on and what you consume very much becomes your reality. Um, I don't really care who you are or your beliefs. Uh, that much is a fact for certain. Um, you know, I even had a, a friend today on a phone call. He started, you know, he told me a story about how he was applying for work and he wouldn't get anything, he wouldn't get anything back. And then he applied to the same company as a non-binary individual. And they gave him the job. <laughs> and he started going off on a tangent about how the world's so fucked up now and I just stopped him and I was like dude sure great whatever I'm sure we could make that point it doesn't matter you know like can you do anything about it you know if there's nothing you can actually do about it, actionably do about it right now I don't want to hear about it you take that shit elsewhere bro like it, it doesn't add to our life um and I'll kind of, you know, do that throughout my life as well, personally. Like, if someone starts talking about something uh, that, you know, is negative, it's a negative take, it's upsetting them, um, I just tell them to put that shit to bed. Like, unless there's something you can do about it, put it the fuck away. Uh, coming back full circle to the start of this podcast, like, you know, upsetting your body and your physiology and getting stressed out is so fucking bad for you. Um can't always say it to people, uh, but it's like, stop fucking caring, dude. The more you can accept that and digest it and fathom it, that, you know, care about the stuff that matters, like your health, your family, your you know, loved ones, that's the shit that matters. The rest, like, poof, like, fucking let it go. Um, and that takes a while. It's much easier said than done, but, you know, uh, doing that and working at that in your day-to-day -day life will be so so good for you um and 
terms of all the pollutants and shit that's out here. Um, if you want a pro tip or trick, one that, you know, I have to have some value for you packed away in this uh, podcast here. So seed oils wreak fucking havoc on your metabolism. They impair the living fuck out of it. It's just like, it's so unnatural. The body's like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? I doesn't know what to do. Um, so a lot of restaurants, they use seed oils to cook their food in, you know, especially if, you know, you're getting something deep fried. It's definitely in a fucking vegetable oil because it needs to get hot enough to do the fucking deep frying. Um, so if you go to a restaurant, uh, you can ask them when they deliver you or you're ordering, say, I'm allergic to seed oils. Could you please cook my meal in butter? That can get you out of, you know, a detriment or an impairment of your metabolism by simply asking that simple question at the restaurant. And I'm guessing chances are it's gonna taste a fuck of a lot better being cooked in butter versus that nasty shit. Uh, why did that happen? Why were seed oils introduced? Um, because it's cheap as fuck and this world runs on money and your health really isn't of concern because realistically speaking, you know, if they make more money selling you seed oils or fucking margarine or it's just butter, seed oils if they sell you that shit and you fucking eat it and you fuck up your health you need to go to the doctor in which they tell you to buy these fucking pills oh and sorry if i have someone that comes at me that's from canada and oh i want health care it's free dude chill the fuck out nothing is free look at how much tax we pay like it's, it's a big circle jerk to you know like what drives everything literally money and you know your your health really isn't of concern that's why you know i do the things that i do with this and trying to you know bring knowledge and awareness to people about you know taking care of yourself uh, because realistically speaking the world is most definitely stacked against us in terms of you know what is truly good for us so you you kind of have to go the extra mile and seek that out for yourself so <laughs> Yeah, um, not too, too, too sure if I need to um, get into anything else here. I think that pretty much, you know, I had baseline covered what I wanted to touch on and get into. A little bit of a shorter episode. I mean, the takeaway being that, um, you know, while we're here, and now that I'm kind of rambling, and you know what, I honestly think that I'll, we'll leave this in here. Because the whole premise of this podcast, um, all of the episodes, I cut out as little as possible. I want it to be raw. I want it to be real. Uh, it's not scripted and real being the whole premise. So I sure a very relevant story as well. Something that happened recently in my life. Um, and then we'll see where that takes us. So where this fits into everything and i made a recent post about this in terms of not rushing things um i've been at this for 10 years now and i've tried a lot of shit you know the diets different ways of training um i really kind of finessed and fine-tuned what works for me and my body um and i've made you know pretty decent progress i got up to picking up 600 pounds off the ground you know, benching 350 pounds and squatting about 450 before I 
fucked up my back, <laughs> which, you know, don't, don't ego lift kids. Uh, it's, it's not awesome. It's not a good time. Um, the point being, I've gotten a good ways into this, this journey and I've never hired a coach prior to recently because I used to work oil field. I'd have a week on week off schedule and it, it just wasn't feasible. I wasn't going to pay money to not utilize someone because I couldn't, you know, have consistency with, you know, what I was doing for work. So long story short, I was self-taught and did my own thing and got myself to where I got, with, you know, a decade of work. And then now that, you know, things have kind of changed, my lifestyle's a little bit different. I had the opportunity to, you know, have a coach, have some consistency. I sought that out. I, you know, I wanted to use it as an experience to learn potentially be a better coach myself to to learn I, I love to learn and I was like sure let's see if uh, you know he can help me reach my goals quicker um, my goals being you know get bigger get leaner um, and in order to do so you the biggest obstacle is packing on muscle mass um, so you need to grow and I told him all of this and at the time I think it was about 235 um, so we got to growing, and he had me, you know, you know eat all this um, to a T, and I did. I'm very much, you know, like I said, when I started this journey way, way, way back, if I decide I'm going to do something, I fucking do it, and I did. I was eating to start 4,000 calories a day, all clean food, you know, a ton of water, working out, doing everything right, um, and right away, I gained like I think six pounds the first week. Um, which isn't shocking because I just made a big dietary change. I was eating 4,000 calories a day consistently. Uh, so obviously definitely was, you know, under eating in terms of trying to grow, which, you know, I was aware of. I was getting leaner and leaner slowly. Uh, I wasn't phased, still getting strong in the gym. It, it, it was what it was. Uh, anyway, six pounds in the first week. Uh, not shocked, not concerned about it because you know, dietary change. And a lot of that's going to be water weight. Um, the muscles in my body saturating with, you know, water, glycogen, it's fine. Uh, second week, you know, do a check-in and, you know, he tells me, keep going. Let's actually, you know, uh, I think he kept the food the same for that week. Great. So I gained three or four pounds. Um, and then he pushed up the food again after that. Uh, and I gained another two pounds the third week. Uh, and then he pushed up the food again. Uh, and I was gaining like, you know, another, I think about two pounds. Um, and then, you know, you could see in the pictures too, and this is worrisome when you're eating so much food, regardless, you know, pushing up the food, it was 4k to start by a month in, I was eating like 5,000 calories a day, uh, metric fuck ton of carbohydrates. And like I said, all healthy food, um, but that much food. It was, you know, your, your body's constantly, your pancreas is dumping insulin to try to metabolize and process all of this fucking food, the carbohydrates specifically. Um, and so I was, you know, working my way towards diabetic. And that's what he said. He's like, let's check your blood glucose. And, you know, I've done enough dabbling with my body. I've got the tools to do that. I check my blood glucose. It's pre-diabetic. And I'm like, cool. Well, this is very fucking high. We need to manage this. Uh, he's like, yep, so our options are insulin or this diabetic medication that I've used, and it was okay. Um, a lot of people, if they stand by, you shouldn't touch insulin. Uh, it can get very dangerous. Um, 
not awesome. Uh, I'm not a big fan, so I didn't go that route. Um, and uh, yeah, started this uh, diabetic medication to manage blood glucose. Um, I did my research. You uh, mean it seemed okay? There was a chance that, you know, can make you go acidic, basically, uh, you know, exacerbate systems and cause acidity in the bloodstream and, you know, bad time. 5% chance of that happening typically with people. Um, guess I was at 5% because within two weeks uh, I couldn't even eat food. I would almost throw up thinking about eating food. Um, so that was super fucking cool. So yeah, in about a month and a half, I gained, you know, 15, about 15 pounds, uh, just over. And, you know, it wasn't all fat. It's not going to be all muscle either. When this happens, you know, a lot of it being water and glycogen, probably a bit of muscle tissue, a bit of fat. Um, but it doesn't matter because I couldn't eat food. So I was fucked. Training was fucked. I didn't, I didn't want to live. Um, because what happens when, you know, first and foremost, when you're uh, blood glucose before I started the medication, it got up to diabetic levels. So I was like, Jesus Christ, this needs to be sorted. If your levels stay at that and they go unchecked, your body starts cooking from the inside out. Um, and the relevance here, and why I'm going to speak to this as well, um, insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance, you know, your blood glucose, and given your new nutrition habits, your dietary habits, and, you know, how much you exercise, that truly plays a huge role in your health and well-being. You know, if you're insulin resistant, like you have pre-diabetic, diabetic blood glucose like I did, not only are you slowly cooking yourself from the inside out and causing numerous health, you know, complications and issues down the line, um, you know, when you eat food, you know, it's it's not going to be utilized for, you know, muscle and the glycogen that needs to be replaced within your muscle tissue. It's going to be stored as fat. You know, even if you are working out, you're going to struggle to, you know, again, partition the food, use it as muscle it'll be stored as fat it, basically that's what started happening to me is i was just gaining fat around my gut uh you know indicator of hormonal issues which you know my insulin sensitivity was fucked um and the, the end of the end of it all i had to completely reset um slowly just work to get any food in um just threw that shit the fuck out wasn't taking those pills anymore absolutely not um and yeah, I'm kind of almost back to normal and it's been a month and a half after all this happened and played out and you know, I'm, I'm back to my starting weight basically when I started working with the guy. Um, and the point being uh, why this is really relevant, uh, you can't rush this process. It doesn't fucking work. And you know, me being a coach myself and having an understanding about like what's realistic and what's possible, you know, I should have had, you know, red flags and warning bells going off the moment, you know, we were pushing up all this food, gaining more than a pound a week. Like I'm 10 years into the fucking game, steroids or not, like if you're getting more than a pound a week, you're overeating, you're going to be putting yourself at risk of, you know, insulin resistance. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and yeah, that's you know the reason I shared the entire point is simply that you if you're losing fat or you're trying to gain size, rushing the process definitely not the way to go ever. And I think this applies to pretty much anything else in life as well. You know, 
I, I trade uh, currencies on the side as well. And anytime I've ever tried to rush trades or I was impatient, you lose money. And if I wasn't doing that and I was patient, the money comes very easily. So you definitely need to, you know, come to some sort of peace with patience and enjoying the process and, you know, doing exactly that, being present, soaking it in, enjoying it versus fixating on the finish line. Because uh, doing that is just going to leave you frustrated and upset and beating yourself up. And that is not good at all not even a little bit um but yeah i think that covers pretty much for the most part what i wanted to get into i guess if we we throw any other little tips out there for everyone in terms of the whole health and fitness escapade um walking is the best thing you could ever do for yourself you know if you get ten thousand steps a day holy fucking shit you will be amazed at how good you feel um what it does for your body uh, fat loss is the goal too. Oh my God, it'll be astronomical. It also is a great, great tool in terms of relieving stress. So there's that. Dairy is not the enemy, but in majority of people, it causes an inflammatory response. Um, definitely not ideal because you know stress and inflammation. That is what breeds sickness and disease and issue throughout the body. So we want to limit, you know, stressors and inflammatories. So you know, you're going to have to discern if that's something you can allow into your lifestyle and your diet. Uh, that comes down to your discretion and your awareness of, you know, how you feel when you eat it, how you react, so on and so forth. Same thing goes for gluten. Uh, you know, some people can get away with it. Some people can't. comes down to your genetics, uh, you, you know, your disposition you know you got those fucking italians over there they can just scarf down that shit and go crazy with their carbs and they thrive having a great fucking time um, but again you have to also understand that if you're living over here in north america in canada or the states we have so much fucking garbage that is literally banned in europe from being put in food that fucks up our metabolism in our guts that um you know we get fucking fat from it and you know you can go eat the same diet in europe you'd be fine you'd be losing weight you'd feel great um coming back to the point about how we live in a system in a world that's designed to fuck you up so you become a consumer of the medicines and the fixes and the things so you spend money um, tell me it's not stacked against us um, <laughs> it's uh, sorry just comical um, I guess I just all my life I've um, kind of seen things very objectively for for what they are and it's almost sad where you know you have so many people that you know, just believe at face value the shit that they're told um and they don't question it they don't think about it they don't you know look around and compare things and think for themselves and you know it gets you into a lot of trouble um but yes, we can deep dive into that in a moment. Uh, gluten, yes. Gluten causes a permeability in your intestines. So, you know, when you start digesting food, you know, even if you, you know, you're not a celiac, you can eat gluten. It causes a bit of permeability in your guts. And what that means is, you know, the barriers, the, the lining of your intestines, if you have permeability, you will have shit in your food get out of your guts and just sit 
in your body like fucking sediment that is not good that is not awesome that's bad. Now, you're not going to put holes in your guts and be fucked up and just absolutely twacked. But, you know, if you eat a very, very gluten-heavy fucking diet all the time and you're going crazy, yes, you can cause permeability. That's going to, you know, look like bloating and inflammation. And your guts are going to struggle to digest food properly. Um, you know, and if you're always bloated or inflamed, you, know, you most definitely absolutely should be looking at your gut motility. Which means, you know, what I was just speaking about, your body's ability to digest nutrition properly. Um, there are ways to work at that. You know, one of the quickest and easiest little tips and tricks for that, you know, glutamine and greens in the morning with water. That will help your guts a lot and can help heal and repair them. That's a start. Um, again, I don't want to use this podcast as, you know, going into too specific and too detailed tangents. Uh, I guess I could use this as some sort of a shameless plug when you're wearing, you know, if you ever wanted, uh, you know, some guidance or someone to help you through this process and to tackle these things, this is what I do. This is my job. There, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and I like to teach. Um, I'm a giant fucking nerd. It's you know who I am I, I love the stuff um, so yeah um, it's kind of an oddball episode kind of all over the place but I think there's um, some useful information in here and um, yeah I'm gonna leave it at that you know take care of yourselves and you know put an effort into you and your body and your mental health and is it easy? No, absolutely not. Uh, I tell people this all the time. You know, you get to decide what your fucking life's gonna be like. It's hard to be severely overweight and, you know, to walk up a flight of stairs or to go fucking spend time with family or run around with the little ones because, you know, your knees are shot or you run out of breath in three seconds or whatever. That's fucking hard. It's also hard to, you know, go to the gym and make your meals and eat well and drink your water but it pays dividends and in a society that's designed to provide you with instant gratification and immediate dopamine the end-all be-all is you know long-term gratification fucking earning something you know doing something the right way that the fulfillment and the joy and the happiness that will come with that and you know even the actual bit about going to the gym and like uh, disciplining yourself to literally carve your body out over years and years the the internal strength and the just the understanding that if you put in the work you will get the results the carryover into that mentally and the application into every other facet of your life so so powerful and will set you apart from the rest so so much that like fuck huge absolutely huge um so you know put yourself first because you're worth it and you deserve it um and see where that takes you do it for you and no one else not so you know you can go stunt on someone or find your person just fucking do it for you and your life will change 
so dramatically in the most beautiful way. I will promise you that. And you can reach out and hold me to it if you bust your ass. And you're still fucking worse off than when you started. <laughs> um, so yeah, with the new year right around the corner, um, you know, to everyone that's tuned in for these podcasts, um, thank you for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. I uh, love the feedback that I've gotten. I definitely plan on, you know, making more in the future. Uh, something that I'm passionate about and I believe is important. Uh, for the most part, I'm going to, you know, keep the theme, um, you know, just talking to people. You know, maybe for the most part, it's been people I've just met. Uh, I think there's a lot of value uh, in just sharing our stories and better understanding people. Because kindness and empathy and the ability to relate and connect with people, even if, you know, you you live on fucking totally different ends of the spectrum, I think that's a very, very powerful and beautiful thing. And that's what we need more of in the world. So I'm going to fucking keep working at that. You keep working at whatever makes you happy and makes you feel fulfilled, fills your heart. And, you know, I hope you have an amazing 2023.